This is the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a podcast for creatives, for those who are beginning to be creative or those who have built a business around their creativity. Here, we allow creatives to tell their story about how they got to where they are today, and we give some tips on how to make your creative business better than it was yesterday. Hey, everybody, guess what? The creative writing community is now open for membership. I'm so excited about this community because it is going to be dedicated to writers writing their book, publishing their book, and launching their book, all while having a good time and growing in their craft. Writing is typically an all-alone art, but you don't have to be a lone wolf and do everything yourself. In fact, I highly recommend that you don't, just for your own sanity. In the creative writing community, we're going to have live writing sprints, author hangouts, expert Q&As. We're going to learn all about the things that it takes to be an author these days and generally support each other in the craft. It will be a place where you can share your knowledge and learn from others and find collaboration and accountability with people who are serious about growing as writers. We're going to support each other, encourage each other, challenge each other, and be generally as committed to seeing each other succeed as we are to our own success. If you're interested in being part of such a group, head on over to catcaldwell.com and just click the pink button right at the header. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pencils and Lipstick podcast. It is the end of April already. Can you believe it? If you've noticed one little change to the podcast is that we are bringing the episodes out on Monday now. That seems to be a thing, a trend, and I have FOMO. (laughs) I'm going to follow the people who know more than me, really. Seems like people really like to check their podcasts on Monday. I was thinking to bring it out on Friday that the thinking behind that was I listen to a lot of my podcasts and then I get to Friday and I have nothing left because I've listened to them all. But after talking to a few people, it seems that Monday really is the best time for them to come out. So the episodes of Pencils and Lipstick will now be coming out on Mondays. That might not really affect you that much because honestly, it's you know, one episode per week. And so it's there all week. And that is what I promote just that one all week long. So I don't know, just for anybody who's finicky out there, you have that information in case you were really, really curious. This week, we have a jewelry maker, Tiffany. I'm very excited to have her on. A, moving a little bit away from the writing aspect of creativity, I love writing. (laughs) Obviously, that is my creativity, my number one. But I know that not all of you are writers. You probably have to write at some point in your life. I receive newsletters from a lot of you, and obviously, you guys have to write those. But I'm sure that you're ready to hear about other creativities. And so we have Tiffany today, who's going to talk to us about jewelry making and how she fell into it, really. I think that happens to a lot of us where we just fall into our creativity. Like it's not always something that we thought would happen. And I wonder if a lot of other women out there find this sort of knocking on their door, their creativity knocking there when they've had kids and they either decide to stay home or circumstances bring them home. 
I don't know. I'm wondering that that happened to me. That's when I really decided to take my writing seriously. It was kind of that maybe a mixture of, I need something that's me and creative and a mixture of, oh my gosh, I can't let these hooligans steal all of my waking hours. (laughs) Maybe, or like Tiffany, maybe you just found yourself with time on your hands during nap time and you wanted to fill it with something productive. That's, I don't know. We all have our stories, right? And I just wonder if that affects women, that sort of story affects women more than men. We'll see. Maybe I should have more men on the show. A few housekeeping things. Speaking of men or other people on the show, if you know somebody who wants to be on the show, I would love to hear about them. I am really, really accessible through DMs. I'm at Cat Caldwell Author on Facebook and Cat Caldwell.author on Instagram. You can also go to the show notes and find my website and my email address, and you can find the Patreon page. I'm pretty much out there, Cat Caldwell. You can find me in so many ways. You email me, message me, tell me who the person is. Let's chat. If it's you, that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to like be fake humble here. If you want on the show, you want to talk about your creativity, I would love to talk to you. Speaking of Patreon, <laughs> you like that, that little segue there? We are going to amp up a little bit the Patreon page for pencils and lipstick. It's one of those things that I vacillate between kind of wondering what you guys want on the Patreon page. I know some people do like extra interview time with the guests, but I always feel, I don't know, slighted when I listen to those podcast episodes. Like I can't hear what they have to say because of course they keep like really good things for the Patreon only which I totally understand. That's, and that's fine. I actually am a member of many, many Patreon pages, but, um, because it's a lot of different creativities at pencils and lipstick, I'm working on what is going to go over there. If you want to just help the show and keep it running, there are extra interviews already on the Patreon page. You help me and my editor, my fabulous editor, Christy, keep going because the podcast does cost a little bit of money and we love doing what we do, but you can definitely make sure that the Pencils and Lipstick podcast stays on the air by going over to patreon.com forward slash pencils and lipstick. It's all spelled out there and you can pledge from $5 to $20, whatever you want. You can also buy me a coffee. And that link is in the show notes as well, because, you know, I got to stay caffeinated because I got to do the show and write and run after the three hooligans, three human resources. I kind of like the human resources name for the children. (laughs) Anyway, um, that is not original to me. I think it's original to Adam Curry, honestly, but That is some housekeeping thing. I do know, I don't know if you guys have heard, you're probably big podcast listeners and probably quite a few of you listen on Apple Podcasts and they have announced that they're going to do like subscription services to podcasts. For now, I think that that is an option for podcasters to do. And I do not plan on doing that. A, because not everyone listens on Apple. I think that they're trying to 
yeah, take over some of the market to make sure that people go exclusive to Apple. I I don't like that. I don't like exclusivity. Um, I publish wide. I want to publish the, the podcast wide. So that's not really something that I am thinking of doing, just so that you know, in case you were wondering. So one more thing before we get into the episode, I want to talk to you guys, all you creative people about rest, because I think most likely you either work an entire full-time job and then come home and do your creativity, or you do your creativity as a full-time business and the hours slip into days, slip into weeks, and you find yourself just constantly working. I think a lot of people who did full-time work, maybe not even in the creative sphere, they're just, you know, at a job, saw this happening to them during the pandemic when they're just home. And it's just like one big flat line. (laughs) You know, you're in your house, you wake up, you walk two steps to your desk and you find yourself continually working. If you're in that place where you are building a business, you're probably continually working. If you have a business, you're probably continually working you know, constantly checking your emails and all that stuff. It's, it's really important though, that we find some rest. There is a book I want to recommend to you. It is called rest. Why you get more done when you work less (laughs) funny, huh? It's by Alex Sujong Kim Peng. It's a really easy read. It looks big. If you're watching me on the video, you can see it. It's a very beautiful blue cover. But I think it's it's a really interesting concept. He goes through the lives of other creatives, other people who, you know, between like politicians, writers, all that stuff, and goes through the reasons why you need to take a rest. But my biggest takeaway and the thing that I really want to stress about this, I highly recommend that you read it. Okay. It's, it's really not hard to read and it kind of if you're saying like, whatever, I don't need to rest. I'm fine. It will help you (laughs) just have that other argument. You don't have to agree with them, but you know, just to listen to the other side of the argument, it goes through like morning routines. You can hear me going through here sleep, you know, cause rest is different from sleep. Um, how to stop, um, napping. I've heard of this before. Now I, as just like how I am, if I fall asleep, for a nap, I wake up really cranky. (laughs) I don't know why. It's like my inner toddler just comes out and I get really mad. And I, now this talks about like, you shouldn't sleep more than like 10, 15 minutes or so. And I've heard that before from many, many people. Somebody would like hold their keys as they napped. And the minute that their keys fell, they knew that they had hit REM. And that was when it was time to wake up and then they would feel refreshed. And every time I hit REM and the keys fall, I just get mad that the keys fall. And then I just settle back into like flat lying down position and sleep. (laughs) I don't know. That's probably not how it's supposed to work, right? Supposed to get up. So I try not to nap anymore for better or for worse. But I want to get back to what I wanted to say about this book because it is, you know, like, Uh, How many pages is it? It's a little book, but it's like 200 pages. Good font though. Again, easy to read. Resting, they talk a lot about like going out, taking a walk, 
a lot of scientists, if you listen to podcasts or um, YouTube interviews where professors or scientists or researchers, they do this quite a bit where they will get up and change their environment by taking a walk. But the one thing that's interesting about this is you have to take a walk in silence. I know, no podcast and no music. I mean, I guess you could always argue, you know, your own way, but technically, if you're trying to get a change of scenery and you're trying to sort of give your brain a rest and get to that place where your brain has organized all of these little thoughts, you know, it's had its little crunching time and it's downloaded and it's rebooted. And you're supposed to do that in silence. And I find that to be a really difficult thing to do these days because there's always something more to listen to. There's always something more, you know, to research and you think, oh, well, I can read this book in the car while I drive. I can catch up on the latest news while I walk. I can catch up on my podcast while I'm taking the dog out. And it's easy to go through the day. I mean, sometimes I even listen while I'm cooking dinner, but you should for sure have like earbuds in because you know, things can catch on fire if you have wires hanging around you. Not that I know that. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I tend to be clumsy in the in the kitchen. So earbuds it is. I can go through the day and really not find myself in a whole lot of silence except for when I'm working, which is not the point of rest, right? So I've been trying to make myself find moments of silence. And even if I'm doing stuff, like the other day I was putting together the porch furniture because of course we're still moving. Oh my gosh. We should be done with the porch furniture. Well, and then after we finish the basement, then we'll be done. I hope. So I was putting together the porch furniture and I wanted my phone so that I could catch up on the latest episodes that I was missing out on. And my daughter had it because she was using it to watch a drawing video. And so I started making the furniture and I thought, you know what? This is actually better. It is my silent time. And I sort of thought through a story that I'm working on, thought through some different dialogues and scenes. And then my daughter saw me and came out and started, just hung out with me. No, she did not help me, especially after I pinched my finger. And she's like, no, I'm not helping you with that. It looks painful which it was, but not having my earbuds in made me a lot more accessible to her. And I have to admit, like when she interrupted me, because I wasn't listening to anything, I wasn't maybe as like crappy that she was interrupting me. (laughs) You know, like you're the good part of the interview and then somebody interrupts you and you're like, stop, don't talk right now. So I just want to encourage you to find some rest. If you want to find the book, I'll have it in the show notes for you. But do take some rest and do try to find some silence, maybe five minutes, or maybe just assess like how much silence do you have during the day? That is our creativity time. That's when your brain really does crunch through some things and get to the problems, quote unquote, you know, the things that are stopping you, the writer's block, the painter's block, the dancer's block. I'm assuming those are all things, you know, you'll get to a new design, new pattern, a new scene and think, I'm not sure you'll 
you know, you would have gotten there without some silence. I just want to encourage you in that. Again, um, the book is called Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less, especially in America where we really think that productivity means working 24-7. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, My goal is to get to the place where I'm like so productive in the shortest amount of time. I'm not there yet, for sure. (laughs) But I would love to be there. So check out the book and maybe just assess yourself and make sure that you are getting enough rest, enough sleep, enough water, enough walks, enough naps. If you're a napper, this is your permission to nap. Having said that, let's talk to Tiffany. She's going to tell us all about how she got into jewelry making, which is an interesting, interesting story. And she tells us some finer things about making jewelries, like jewelries, jewelry, like rings. I had no idea that this was, you know, she's going to tell us how she makes them. And I was completely blown away (laughs) that that was the process. I love learning about other people's creativity. So without further ado, here is Tiffany. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast. Today, I have with me jewelry designer and entrepreneur, Tiffany Sherman of Tiff and Tess. Hey, Tiffany. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have you on because I think I've only had one other jewelry, maybe two jewelry makers. Like You guys fascinate me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and how you kind of got into this. Okay. Well, I'm 32 years old. I live in South Florida. Um, I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I have two, two young children, six and two and a half. And we all live in South Florida and uh, we enjoy going to the beach, the park, just being outside. We're really lucky to have some amazing weather and Lots of things to yes. do down here. So, you have beautiful sunshine uh, on your face as I'm like trying yeah, to right cover the window. gray on my area over here. <laughs> yeah, we're so blessed to be here. I, I love Florida. So we have lots of fun down here at the beach. We do water activities, boating, nice. fishing. Um, years ago before I had kids, me and my husband went scuba diving. Oh, so nice. That's like a vacation for most of us is your everyday just weekend. <laughs> it is. It, it's crazy. I, I just can't imagine it any other way. We're, we are a little, a little spoiled. You know, <laughs> my husband's from Spain and there's lots of beach in that country and he's from the middle. So he's not that lucky, but he would go to the beach in the summer. And he said, his friends always said like, what do you do without a beach? Like they couldn't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> life without a beach just seemed like horrible (laughs) yeah it's similar when I visit my family in Ohio I'm like what should we do (laughs) (laughs) exactly that can be fun too gets old after after a while but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm from where there are more cows than people as my husband says so I feel your family's (laughs) So how did you get into jewelry? Do you, did you grow up with a love of jewelry or how, how did this go? So my, my style's like a little minimalist. So I wouldn't say I had like, you know, all those accessories and things like that growing up. Maybe I wanted to a little, have a little more than what I had, but it didn't really 
um, I, I didn't find my creativity until mm-hmm. I was, until I was a mom and I'd had my son and I wasn't working. I was at home with him and, you know, nap time. Like there are times once you get your schedule going that you have time to yourself. And I felt like it was a really good time for me to find myself, find things that I really enjoyed, which I always kind of love the DIY stuff. But, um, now this time I was, I had seen other people, other friends who had Mm -hmm. taken their passion and turned it into a business. So I was really intrigued by that. You know, on Instagram, you can find so many just helpful tips and people that are willing to kind of coach you and share their tips along the way. So I just absorbed all of that. And when my son started teething, I started looking at all those baby teethers and I thought I could make these myself, you know, learn the knotting techniques and everything that you really need to know about them. So I was making teethers for him and pacifier clips and teething necklaces for the moms to wear. Yeah. I always loved to have like a necklace on and I never wanted my son to pull my chain and break them. So I went with the teething necklaces and I As time went on, I thought of really cute designs. I got better and better. Um, My friends and family started buying them off me for gifts for their children. And it just made me feel really good to create something and share it with everyone. And then it was kind of word of mouth. And I opened my Etsy shop and it was, you know, just all history from there. Now my kids are six and two and a half. (laughs) And so we're out of that teething stage thankfully. (laughs) And, um, my daughter goes in my jewelry box and puts all of my jewelry on her. So I had kind of been thinking, you know, how can I transition this into, you know, something that I'm more into now, now that my kids are older, something, you know, not necessarily that I need, but I really enjoy. And I always loved pairing those colors together and, you know, making designs. So, when I saw my daughter putting my jewelry on, it just, it was instant. I thought, oh gosh, like let's go from teething necklaces to just real necklaces. Let's play around with it and see where it takes me. So that's kind of how it all started. It it all started. I love that. You know, looking at my kids and they gave me the inspiration. I'm I'm not going to get over this for a few seconds. (laughs) As they like, they eat everything and sometimes you're desperate like to be able to wear it yourself without feeling <laughs> like you're crazy yes and there's really really cute ones too I made some cute ones and it was past the point of my kids even teething by the time I got really good oh, at I it so it. I was just like man I just want to wear this still so but I had a lot of right. fun creating for other yeah, people too oh, that's so that's, that's I love it and yeah, a lot of times when you look at all the kids stuff and how cute it is, and you think it's gotta be semi easy to make this. Like you just have to figure it out sometimes, let your brain work. Yes. But what was it? You said there was like nodding involved. What was like the beginning steps where you're putting it together? Was yeah. So I mean, I have to give credit to YouTube. YouTube okay. was a huge. I you know. Basically, what I did was I started going on YouTube. I, you know, I'm a DIYer, so I was I would look at these teething things and I'd say, how can I like how can I recreate this? You know, looking for to recreate it 
you know, at a discounted price. Yeah. So that was like the original intention kind of. And then once I started creating it, I watched YouTube videos. I looked at what other people were doing. That's the biggest thing just to see how they did it because, and looking back, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, if I would have just thought about it, this, I could have thought of this too, but it's almost just you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I was never so sure that I could do it. I think, um, you know, it was the first time that I really like considered myself being creative. So I just, even leading up to it, I just didn't feel that I was that creative, but you know, really having the time to myself and creating something I really wanted to create for someone else, I think brought me to discover my creativity. I I think that's amazing because I don't think we're always taught to look for that creativity. It's like the second thing. And in school, if you're not good at drawing or singing, kind of like, that's it. (laughs) You're not told like, go find something creative to do. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't think I, I grew up watching my mom. She's Mm. a painter. So I was always just like, Oh, my mom is so talented. My mom can paint so good. And that seemed so out of the realm of something I could do. I'm still, I'm still not sure I could, but now I definitely have my confidence and I'm like, I've come from a family of creatives. Like my, even my grandma is, uh, she had wrote a book for years and now she has asked me to help her kind of put it together, you know, and she's like 75 years old. So it was all these like little things that I just didn't see. I wasn't really, like you said, I just felt like I wasn't told to like look for creative things. It wasn't until I'm older, you know, it was more like playtime. I felt like growing up that people feel like it was was just for fun, you know, but no, I want to play. Yeah, it is adult playtime. And it's all, it's actually like so good for your mind too. It's just the ideas just flow. Like even if not even just creative ideas, but just business stuff, you know, all of that, you know, even helping me figure out like what my kids need and stuff. It just really like makes me in tune with my life and you know, my whole body. So I think it's been great. I wish I would have found this sooner. Yeah. I th- I like how you say it's good for your mind. Cause I really believe looking back, like the moment there was a moment in time when I decided to turn off the television completely during the day, like it wasn't on. And I started scrapbooking and doing all these things. And you're right. Your mind is almost like sleeping. Like it organizes itself. Yeah. And I can remember like what songs I was listening to. If I look at a scrapbook page, like you just have more focus, even though at that point in your life, you almost feel like you should take a nap, but you're too like wound (laughs) up to to sleep, you know? So at least for me, I used to turn on the TV and then I was like, okay, that's not good. But I became way more creative when I turned off the TV. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. I mean, we hardly watch TV at all anymore. And now it's like, we're, we're always yeah. building something, you know, whether it's like actually physically building something or building the more of the business or, you know, something it's just when you actually use what you have and you believe that you have it inside of you, you can do just yeah, amazing I things. That. I think it is good for, for women with, especially if you decide to be home or something happens and you are home with the baby, whether it was planned or not like this Pinterest and YouTube and all that 
finding something to do creatively can. <laughs> Absolutely. I go on Pinterest all the time. I'm on Pinterest all the time. I tried to make some macrame coasters. It didn't go so well, but I might I might pick it up down the road. Amazing idea. So was it last year-ish? Yeah, before the pandemic, right? Before I think when those chunky blankets were in style and they sell for like a hundred dollars or more than that. And we did we found a a video of this woman making one and it's like hand crocheting basically. So we made like, we have like five of them now because they were super fun. But then I calculated and I was like, yeah, we didn't really save that much money. <laughs> Sell them at like $80. That's always, it's always, it's always the joke that like, yeah, let's save money and make this. But then you spend like, yeah. <laughs> like triple the amount in crafts. But you can make more it's it's you know it's like it helps you grow but now that you say that I feel like I have to try the chunky blankets (laughs) please do because I I remember when those all came out and I was walking around Michael's and I was like oh I I want to get all the supplies so bad but I was just like yeah so it's definitely been something that's been in the back of my mind so I'm gonna need that video (laughs) I'll send you the video. It's definitely you got to get the the coupon and yeah, maybe if it's exactly. on sale, I'll look for the specials. <laughs> and it's super fun to make because you're like, look at this. It's literally like knotting a string a lot of times. It's one string and it's just like keep knotting and it makes That's a blanket. So cool. I like to sit back and ponder this. Like That's a string. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and now it's keeping me warm. I love it. <laughs> so, well, as we're talking about like supplies and all that, it is an investment, right? To like get these supplies and start out, get all the tools that you need. Did you start kind of little by little, just like what you needed for one project, or did you go all in and you're like, I'm going to get everything? So, with my with my teething business, I started little by little. I just kind of, you know, they have the food grade silicone beads that you purchase, you, they have, um, which I found a couple providers online that had all the certifications for safety and all that, um, regarding like the chemicals or like the, the lack of chemicals really that you would want in them. And then, you know, the string and all that. So I had to start with more basic colors when I was starting out. And towards the end, I got into like, they had like cheetah print ones, they had tie dye. So I was really getting into like the fun stuff towards the end. And I was able to, you know, because a lot of the times when you're starting out, you're putting your money, you're just constantly putting your money back into your business. So that's what I did as I was, you know, like me getting paid was just creating really fun stuff and I got to do my hobby. I got to give it to people that I loved and their babies. So in the beginning, I did do that. And with my jewelry, I had a little bit more sense of direction Mm -hmm. on how it was going to go. However, you know, I still tried to be mindful, you know, of my budget and of the, you know, just the uncertainty that comes with it. So, and there's a lot of aspects that go into it. You know, you need to go on Instagram and like self-promote too. You need to talk about what you're doing and not be scared of, you know, what people might say or the naysayers. Like you just really need to 
love what you're doing so that you can promote it. Because in the beginning, you are you are the promoter, unless you have, you know, the money to put into all that advertising. But yeah, so with the jewelry, I started out locally and I was so that I could see it. I'm a very visual person. So sometimes shopping online is a Mm -hmm. little bit hard for me. Um, So I would go to like local bead shops and jewelry shops and they helped me learn so much that I, that I didn't know, like I could ask them little questions, things like that. Then I also had educated myself on what kind of products I wanted to carry. Like initially I had started out with like gold plated jewelry and, and silver plated. So for those of you that don't know, that's that's jewelry that you wouldn't okay. want to take in the water. It's pure. It's purely like a very thin layer of gold. If you sweat on it, you know, too much after a period of time, the oh, okay. coating will come off. So yeah, so it's kind of like a costume jewelry type deal, but it's it's not as big of an investment because gold is expensive, silver is expensive too. So the plated was a good option. And some people don't want, you know, pieces that last forever. Some people want to spend less and have more fun with it. So in the beginning, you know, that was fine. And it was, it was really good for me to practice on too. So I would practice with the, the stuff that wasn't as expensive because I definitely don't want to ruin any gold pieces. (laughs) So I, I started with that and looking back, you know, at first I was like, oh, I shouldn't have like wasted time, money. I should have just went, you know, in the big league. Okay. Now that I know that's where I want to be. However, yeah, I, I would have ruined a lot of product in the beginning. Teaching myself, you know, it's like techniques that you have to learn. And um, I had taken a, a jewelry class also from a local okay. shop. So they taught me some proper techniques, which... Yeah, which are also available on YouTube, but I kind of wanted to get a couple different opinions. You know, everyone does stuff differently now. I know that some things are incorrect and other things are the way you should be doing it. But I just kind of wanted to see because I feel like nowadays everyone does everything, especially with art and jewelry. I mean, you know, you can see people making jewelry out of like scrap metals and stuff. So I'm like, I don't really know that you know, there's a right and a wrong way when it comes to creativity. So I did want to learn the basics and kind of get a couple different opinions and just, you know, piece it all together myself. Maybe there's a reason why they do it like this. And they'd be like, okay, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It was, it was really great to, especially to get back to my local community. Um, Then as I started looking online and I knew the names of the components of jewelry that I needed to find. I knew the names. I knew the type of uh, metal that I wanted to have, which now I'm working with gold filled. Gold is still very expensive, which I'm working on making that an option, but I'm working on gold filled, which is like a much thicker layer of gold. So you don't have to worry about that tarnishing. Um, And then also sterling silver. So I love working with those. That's what I personally like to wear. So when it boils down to it, the style of my jewelry is my style, um, which is very minimalist, but still timeless and able to be personalized, which I love personalized jewelry. So really, I feel like when it's something you love and you're interested in, it, it keeps you going, you know, like you just, you figure out a way because you want it. You're not designing it 
for necessarily for someone else's style. True. Yes. Yes. I like, I think your style is very beachy. Like it's exactly yeah. what I would want to wear if I'm on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have like huge pieces. I, I, I played around with a couple bigger pieces. Like I have a couple earrings that are bigger because sometimes when I'm wearing just like a plain, like black dress or something, I would love to have like something stand out okay. more, but it's not like, you know, it's not like my everyday, like where, you know, like I really like to have like smaller bracelets on. Well, you still have a two and, and a half year old. <laughs> exactly. So I still do have to be mindful of that. I try to give her some pieces and she is not very careful with them. So we're working on that. <laughs> I really love this one that you have up where I like how you can layer your, your pieces. Like some of them, I think you're wearing yeah. it actually. Yeah, I'm wearing a couple bracelets, <laughs> a lot yeah, of bracelets the one right the now. That like interlocks different beads. Yes, and it just floats around. It just floats around. It's those wire shapes so are cool. so fun. Yeah, so that's why, you know, when I had the gold plated jewelry, I was like, you know, I, I personalize these and I have my my kids' initials stamped on the on the um all the components and stuff. So I'm like you know, I really want right. this to last for a while. I want this to, you know, kind of be a timeless piece that I can have and that I can layer, I can change around. And that's what I love about the minimalist style is it's, you can pair them, you can layer them. So you kind of can get a boho style, like beachy style, or it can just be yeah. really simplistic. So um, I love having those options yeah. that you can I mean, build this, it. This you could definitely you know. pair with for a night out as well. Like it's, beautiful um absolutely because some of the things where it's just like your kids initials they're very much more like not going out oh my gosh your kids so cute as I scroll through your Instagram I get a cute little kid I'm (laughs) adorable Um, (laughs) so what was it like to go and learn these different techniques did you find that you really liked getting like your hands I guess you don't get them dirty but you know like getting your hands on these yes tools that you probably have never used before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I hadn't. It was, you know, all the different kinds of pliers and um it's just cool because there's so many things in it that you know are really pretty easy and I thought in the beginning when I thought of the idea of uh you know trans like changing my business over I was thinking, you know, maybe I can't do this. I don't know. And then once I started doing it, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, no wonder there's so many jewelry designers. It's, it's not difficult. It is time consuming and you do need to learn new information, but you know, at the end of the day, there's like room for everyone. I, I get gifted jewelry all the time from like girlfriends and stuff. And I love getting new pieces and I mix them with mine and it's like, it's so much fun. And I feel like it's, a really like sparkly way to show your style. But yeah, so when I started messing around with all the pliers and stuff, you know, it it took some adjusting having a tool in my hand because before with the teethers, I was just nodding. Um, But so I had to get used to the tools in my hand. And then I started, once I was comfortable with the pliers, I started watching more YouTube videos on soldering. What did it take for Which you to be like, I'm going to use the metal that. together. Like, and I 
So I would just watch these videos on YouTube. Like there's so many and they will walk you through it. And there's even like, there's some sites where you can buy jewelry too, um, supplies from them. And they have tutorials up, right? you know, probably enticing people to buy the supplies and try it. And so I, it took me a bunch of tries to get the metal to fuse. I was I was not That's doing your hair so long. <laughs> I didn't burn myself, had my hair tied back. <laughs> yeah, definitely had my hair tied back. That might have been the end of my journey if I lit my hair on fire. <laughs> um, but so had my had my goggles on. Not yours. Totally prepared on the it was my husband's workbench in the how garage, to do that but it's now is that mine. Something he like, does he know how to solder? No, he just, like, just when he's like fixing things around the house, he used it to set all his stuff right. on. And but he was no help, have yeah, all not for soldering. Okay. Yeah, no. So I was just like, you know what? You kind of need to find a different spot. <laughs> I need this area. So, um, but yeah, the soldering was really so cool. When I did it the first time when I soldered a ring together, um, it was, it yeah. was so exciting. The first time I got it though, I brought it to my husband and I said, Oh, look, I finally did it. I had been sitting out in the garage for like a half hour over and over and over trying to get it. And, um, I bring it into him. I said, look, I did it. I fused it together. And he just went like this. I was like, try to pull it. Like it won't come apart. And he pulls it and it just breaks. And I was like, you know, what? Yeah, exactly. So then, um, I went back in the garage and I was so determined to get a stronger, well, what does um, it involve? Is hold it on like it. So a ring that's already made and you're, what are you doing? Melting it a little bit. So yeah. So basically you can buy silver, sterling silver wire. I started with sterling silver. You can take sterling silver wire and they have a couple different supplies that you need, um, to keep like when you need to polish the metal when it's done. But basically, it's a silver wire, and you take your wire, your um, pliers, and you okay, you make a ring as close as you can to a ring. It's going to be all lopsided and sloppy looking, and it's not going to be fused together, but something similar. And okay. um, of course, you measure the size you need before, um, and then you take. I use a soldering paste, so it comes in a little syringe, and you basically put that on a little pick and have that ready to go. And then you take your metal wire right where the pieces are going to join. And those need to be like as close to possible as they can. Like they need to be touched like flush. And then you will take your torch and you heat the metal and you sit there and you heat it until you see the metal kind of like changing colors. It's not melting or anything like that. You're just heating it enough to where you see like the red and the flame. And then you'll take the soldering paste on your little pick and you put that in the middle where you want to fuse the metal and then you will heat it more. And then you'll just see the soldering paste. It just, all of a sudden it goes from a little bubble and it just dissipates into the metal and connects everything together. Yeah. But I feel like you need 10 hands. For that. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's, it's very easy. It's actually very, it's very easy. Once you know what you're doing, you have the confidence to do it. Um, I just feel like if I could do it, anyone could do it. But so then after that, you just, you dip it in a pickle solution, they call it. And that's to like, you know, cool it down and you polish it up. You put it on a, a ring mandrel, which is where they, I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's like a long metal stick and it's how they size the rings. So, yeah. So there's like a, a long steel metal stick and you can put the ring over that. And then you can take your hammer and then you can take that and hammer it down to make the size either bigger. Or if you take like a rubber mallet, that can like you're, you're make the texture in the ring also. I was thinking like you had a ring and you fused it. So, <laughs> no, it's literally like how you would make a ring and how they make them in the stores. They take the metal wow. and they, they bend it to the shape that they want, which is a circle and fuse it together. And then all the rest is just making it really pretty. That's amazing. So that's pretty much the only way that you can get into ring making. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a bunch of different kinds. Like you can buy the metal where it's flattened. So you have more of a flat ring, or if you want to make like a hexagon shaped ring, that's really easy to use with the hammer so that it's um, like a hexagon shape. So it's really just molding the metal into what you want. And as long as it's, and you don't always even have to fuse the metal either. If you want, you know, there's rings where you can adjust them and, they're just shapes and you tighten them as you need it like that sort of deal. So this is so interesting. Yeah. There's, um, there's so many things. I mean, if you just go on YouTube and you watch jewelry designers and, you know, metals like fusing, there's so much that you can do. And I had no idea until, you know, I originally wanted to make like the stretch bracelets and all that. But then I was like, I really found my passion in, soldering wow and really creating jewelry it's just it's a learning curve okay. for sure so you when you went from the teething to the jewelry to tiff and test did you start just with um bracelets it's like kind of like the beads that you know yes. and then you started expanding out exactly so i started with uh like the stretch bracelets i already kind of had like some knotting okay. techniques down it was way easy. It's more affordable to buy the supplies too, because it's on a wrist instead of like around your neck or, you know, typically on our hands. Cause we have so much oil on our hands. That's why I don't love the plated jewelry, you know, uh, where it's like somewhere where you can have a bunch of oil because it's just, it's not going to be great okay. for the plating. So, um, yeah, so the ring. So I just, I kind of really just <laughs> wanted to play with fire. <laughs> we got to get our aggression out somehow. So, <laughs> right. So it's just, it was really, it's just really cool. And eventually I think I will move towards maybe less designing and more creating. Okay. Wow. So is it weird to you to think back and be like, okay, because I wanted to fill nap time, I'm now a jewelry designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's so crazy. I mean, like Here, I said, in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it was just to like kind of pass the time and have some time to myself. I I didn't have a ton of hobbies 
you know? Um, so, and especially when you're stuck at home, I mean, it's not like I can go out to like the tennis courts or something mm-hmm. and, or I can go to the beach while the baby's napping. Yeah. True. Yeah. I just kind of had to figure out something to keep me, you know, going. And I really, I like making things. I just never thought of myself as a creative until I tried it and realized I could yeah. do it. I like that. I think a lot of people are like that. So when did you realize that you're an entrepreneur because you had a business? It's so funny. Cause I just, I also really never identified with that or saw that as like a possibility. I think my, hu- my husband is really into that stuff. So I, we've been together for 18 years now. So I feel like he's just rubbed yeah. off on me. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> You're from high school sweethearts. I'm trying to so, calculate in my head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're really lucky. And I'm lucky to have him as such like a good influence too and push me and encourage me to do things that I don't think either of us ever thought that I would do. So that's cool. Yeah. I think was it his idea to really push it into a business or did you kind of come to that conclusion together? Like from a hobby to a business? Um, well, it's funny. He just kind of knows that I will always do what I want to do. <laughs> so There's no saying no to you. <laughs> that question wasn't really a question. It was yeah. a please say yes. <laughs> exactly. So he is obviously, if it's something totally outlandish, he's like, uh, maybe we should do our research <laughs> and make hey, sure. I am mine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he knows I'm like pretty reasonable when it comes to planning and, you know, the budget. And also, you know, I don't want like supplies all over the place. I don't want to have like a huge inventory because, you know, with some things, the teething beads were much bigger than Mm. what I'm working with now. So it was taking up space. I had even dabbled with making like gift boxes and stuff which those were so fun and cute to put together. But one, the shipping was difficult because mm-hmm. they were huge. And two, like I would have to store them in my house somewhere. Yeah. So it was just really this time around, I knew there was a couple things that the business had to have in order for it to be like a more smooth transition, right. and, you know, just day-to-day things that would just make it easier and So I could have more fun with it too. But do you remember, like, was it difficult to really go from hobby to business and that you had to think of inventory? You had to think of price. Um, Like how was pricing for you at first? Was it just like, oh, I don't know. You can have this for whatever. (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, I'm always, I'm always very generous. It's hard Um, to be like, it costs me this much. So you need to pay me this. (laughs) I know. I know I'm always, you know, I at least always break even, but now, you know, and I did that in the beginning, kind of when I just wasn't as confident. And then I just realized like, you know what? I am good. This is, it's not just that it took me, you know, maybe like 20 minutes to make something and package it all together. It's more like you have to think of the costs that aren't right in front of your face like your time to manage your social media, the time to manage your website and your Etsy account and to post listings. Like there's so much more, I'm sure, as you know, like having a podcast, there's so much more than what people see. 
So it might not take me that long to create, but I also have to place my orders and have my supplies on time and, you know, have all these things available, you know, trips to the post office, all of these things. And it, it really takes up all of your time. And thankfully it's something that I love to do, but ultimately at the end of the day, I do want to delegate those business tasks to other people. Yeah. It's a business, you know? Yeah. And if you can hire someone and people don't always know that just, it's great that we have these transaction, I guess, companies, but they take a a cut. Yeah. You know, you have to pay for your website. You have to do all this. Yeah. Did you um, get into that business? Like little by little, like, Oh, now I should have a website. Now I should do this. Or were you kind of like, no, this is no longer hobby. This is business. You know, was it more subtle or was it more like cut and dry? I learned a lot from my first business. I but learned that one's a completely lot. closed um, now. I tuition babes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if like my friends or something wanted me to make a tea there, I'd be like, it, okay, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many other great shops out there too, and they make really cute stuff. So, you know, there's tons of stuff available. But if someone asked me to, I would because I still love playing with playing with that stuff. But with my first business, I definitely was much slower because I think I wasn't as confident and, you know, I would go online and I'd see all these other people doing the same thing as me, but, you know, we all have, you know, slightly different designs and stuff and different colors and pairings and all that. Right. And just a different style. So, um, yeah. So in the beginning I wasn't as confident now, I know I can do it. I know my time's valuable. I know I have a good product and I love my design. So it's like, now I'm just, yes, I know I can do it is the biggest thing. So this time I was like, I need my website up ASAP. I need to switch all my listings on Etsy. I need to promote on social media. And it was a little hard. I was trying to figure out how to make the transition with my followers on social media. My sister-in-law helped me think of a good name. It was, it used to be Blue Ocean Baby, which was my teething business. And then we, she helped me figure out how to change it to Blue Ocean Babes because yes. babes and babies are wearing it. So, because I do want to have like a, a line for the children also, but right now okay. I am focusing on my style and, you know, all my friends and their friends that love jewelry. So I'm just really having a lot of fun yeah. right now, focusing on me and what I like. But yeah, I definitely, this time I definitely knew what to do and I'm still learning, you know, there's still so much to learn. I'm by no means an expert on entrepreneurship or anything, but I've taught myself a lot and I've taken the lessons I've learned the first time and put them, you know, into this business. And I, now I just know what I want and what I don't want to do. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think we all have to have a little bit of that journey of, Mm -hmm how to put it together. I think it's awesome to live in this day and age where there's a lot of help out there. YouTube is great for that too. (laughs) You're like, how do I do this? Yeah. (laughs) No, And that's like the great thing about doing like your due diligence before you start a business is you kind of, you look at what everyone else is doing. You might even see things like, Oh, I I don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. but I could do this instead. You know, you just kind of get inspiration and then you get a lot of useful information on YouTube. So I think it's, there's so many resources. Thank, thankful to the internet, you know, thankfully. Um, 
So just use your resources and just be mindful of like, you know, what you can, what you can really put your time to, you know, if you're like, my biggest thing is, is I don't like to work Mm -hmm. at night. I'm better at working in the morning. So like at night I need to relax and unwind. So if I ever try to put my tasks at night, (laughs) they never get done. I just, you know, now I just know how I work, what I want to do. And it's, I mean, it's really all about fun. Right. And so I just, um, you know, I really know what direction I'm going in now. Right. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head with confidence. Like Mm -hmm. you're never going to start out with all the confidence. I don't think, I don't think I know anyone who's like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be perfect because I know exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you knew exactly what you're doing, I, think you're already doing it. Exactly. We kind of learn more from the journey. Even if you went to business school, I feel like you'd still stumble and flounder and be like, uh, I don't know if this is working. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw yeah. my post. Like, how is this supposed to work? <laughs> right. I know. It's definitely um, you know, it's 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 a it's a learning curve. And it's, you know, and that's part of it too, is it's so fun to learn these things. So instead of getting you know, so bent out of shape of, you know, like I didn't instantly get a sale. Like I just opened and then, you know, nothing's happening. You just make little tweaks and we all know how the internet works. You know, you got to be active on it get yourself out there and right. people have to see real. Right. So there's so much going into it. It's not necessarily like that you don't have a good product or something. There's just a lot of different you know, areas that you have to also engage with. Otherwise, you know, you're just not hitting all the areas to make a successful business. Like just keep trying and keep tweaking and keep going, talking about it. I know in the beginning I was like so nervous to like even tell friends and family. And those were the people that supported me. And those were the people that told their friends and they did the advertising for me or with me really, instead of me paying for advertising. And so, you know, it's like, if you can't pay for advertising, you have to start somewhere and your friends and family are really your biggest supporters. So it's a great place to start and it's a great, you know, shoulder to lean on and have them help you. And it just, it's a great thing. Yes. It's funny how we are so nervous to tell our friends and family, but we know that they'll be our greatest advocates. <laughs> Humans are weird. <laughs> exactly. No. And it's, it's really, it's just being in your head about it because there's no reason to be nervous. You know, like I, I gave my sister-in-law a bunch of jewelry in the beginning and she like, she loves, she loves all the things. So I, so I was like, well, you test it out. I don't want to sell something. And then it tarnished like a week later so I'm like, you wear it as long as you can and you report back to me and, you know, I'm wearing my stuff too. And, you know, so it's like, it's just, it's, it's so right. helpful. Like some, they want to help you, your family and friends want to help you. They want to support you. And, um, really all you have to do is believe in yeah. yourself. Yes. And I think your, your belief in yourself gets better the more you try. Mm-hmm. And like, even if something doesn't work, you know, you learn something, you're like, okay, this is why I'm not going to do it that way now. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And when it's something that you love, the journey is just so much fun. Yes. This it's is true. so much fun. It's not like you're failing. It's just you're, you're, like you said, you're learning and you're continuing 
to learn and it's something that you're passionate about and you love. And then before you know it, you, you know, you have an awesome product. You've got an awesome website. Like you have people who are buying it and sharing it. And like, that's so much fun too. I mean, you look at yourself and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, (laughs) Who would have known? Right. Like, thought that I never even thought my family or friends would even want any of this, you know, like me doubting myself could have stopped me right in my tracks. So it's really important to just get out of your own way. That's so true. That's so true. So where can people find you? This is mother's day is coming up. So any husband out there who hasn't bought their stuff intended (laughs) or child, Son or daughter, where can they find you and your jewelry? I'm on Instagram, um, Blueish and Babes underscore. You can DM me if you want a custom order, or I'm also I'm on Etsy with my name is TNT Jewelry Designs, or you can go to tiffantess.com and I've got my website up and I've got some things listed there for you. But you know, feel free to shoot me an email or on Instagram, reach out to me and we can design the perfect Mother's Day gift. I've loved having you on. Um, I I absolutely adore your jewelry. So I'm glad that we found each other. We actually found each other through Instagram. So kudos to Instagram. (laughs) Yes. It's a great way to come back. Thank you so much for having me. You're so, you're just so fun to talk to. And I, it's a great conversation always. Well, thank you. And thank you for infusing us with some confidence building going to go out and create things today. Yeah, go do it. (laughs) Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.